You are listening to episode 22 of the On The Wrong Lead podcast. Follow us on Twitter at at wrong underscore lead, youtube.com slash on the wrong lead, and visit our website at on the wrong lead.com. Help support On The Wrong Lead by signing up for AM Wager and earn 10% back up to $500 on all exotic and win bets made in your first 30 days. Use our link in the podcast notes. You can also support us by buying a t-shirt or other merch at ontherunglead.com. All right, Chase. We couldn't go an entire month without putting out a podcast. That would just be like sacrilegious. I know... Yeah, I know we've been really... uh, uh it's been kind of a crazy month you know and and we're not even talking about like uh just i mean just the world in general i mean the world in general is just like losing its mind but uh both has been pretty busy you know we've uh i know you've been going through a a little bit of a a little bit of a change there in uh uh in employment and, and other things but uh yeah it's been uh it's been a minute since we've done one of these yeah, yeah, been uh, been watching a lot of documentaries. Um, <laughs> that's what I do with my days now. That and handicap Saratoga. Yeah, I think the other day you were messaging us a uh, like a like a power rankings of uh, Ken Burns' uh, greatest hits. Yeah, yeah, I love Ken Burns' documentaries. I will watch all of them, like straight through for like eight hours. Yeah, uh, I, I've seen all of jazz. But I think that's the only one I've seen in its entirety. What I love about the jazz one is when the the narr- you know the narrator is saying things you know seriously, but he's saying things like um, the funky butt dance hall and <laughs> at the funky butt dance hall. I think we watched part of it in class in high school. Um, but uh, yeah, it's really interesting. They. A lot of people think that uh, they overstate some of the significance of some of the people, uh, particularly more modern people like, um, oh, what's his name? Winton Marsalis. Like he is like all over that thing. And, uh, you know, Winton Marsalis is a freaking amazing uh, trumpet player. But like, I don't know. I, I don't think that he's he's as like important in the in the jazz uh the jazz story as he was in that thing. And they seem to really focus on uh, who is it? Louis Armstrong and uh, Duke Ellington a lot, which once again, like these are like powerhouses in the jazz world, but like they almost made, made them seem like, like they were it, like nothing else was going on. So it was, it was just kind of um, some people thought it was a little one-sided, but I mean, how much can you really cover in an entire, uh, uh, entire genre of music? You know, with like nine million subgenres that they have, so can't really blame them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they did did a good job. It, you know, it's it's kind of like the same thing with like a uh, baseball too. Like he, you know, he did a whole documentary series on baseball. Like, how can you like literally like you know cover the entire subject of baseball? Like they're very broad subjects. Um. So I think what he has to do is focus in on like a, just a cup handful of stories to be able to to do everything justice. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's uh, enough about Ken Burns. There, uh, this is the uh, on the wrong lead Ken Burns cast. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, you know, we didn't really talk much about what we wanted to talk about, but 
I figured we kind of just catch up a little bit because I know we haven't really talked much. Um, I it seems like the days that you've been around, I have been like extremely busy. I think yesterday, this weekend, actually, Mark like texted me. He's like, "Are you okay?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm fine. Why?" He's like, "You, you haven't been as active as you normally are." I'm like, "Dude, like I like have stuff going on like for like the first time in the month." <laughs> so. Something something mark wouldn't be familiar with yeah hey oh well dude he's always got his bees and stuff so yeah that's true he does always have his bees and stuff yeah so how's uh how's wagering been going i i saw you uh you've been firing some uh some pretty big uh pretty big bets and i think it's because i was in vegas two weeks ago and you had a pretty nice uh pretty nice weekend from what i could tell two weeks ago yeah um put together a ice cold double for for 20 bucks at uh at saratoga that that came through uh for a total of uh I believe it paid uh 1800 um on the 20 dollar ice cold double and then uh hit the pick three two times on that on that same card um that paid another like 600 all in all like a plus 2500 day um and then, you know, really just kind of seeing the ball pretty well at Saratoga. Like, I think there's a – the turf is, to me, kind of easy right now because there's a, there's a pretty strong speed bias. And since they took those temp rails down, like the outside posts for firing, not as much right now, but, like, still very speed favoring. Um, you know, on, on Saturday I was able to, to just hammer the Diana with, uh, with Halliday uh over i think it was what got stormy uh perhaps finishing second but yeah you know just focusing in on one track is is uh is paying off um i had a pick five that i got nosed out by like the only horse that i didn't have covered but still managed to hit the pick four that day for like 200 bucks on like a six dollar ticket yeah i uh i hit that try um in the uh was it the diana yeah not the diana what was the um oh dave sorry four star dave yeah i hit that try um the thing that kind of the thing that kind of upset me was i uh i'm sitting there and i'm i'm you know i'm doing my uh my best wolf impression trying to you know concoct some like structure to this try and at some point i'm like you know what fuck it I'm just going to box these three horses and those three horses being Halliday, uh, got stormy and, uh, who, who finished in, uh, who finished in third. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Oh my God. Why am I blanking? I think it was like two, four, five was the, uh, was the structure. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to box them for like two bucks and just go for it. And then like, at some point, like I heard this little like voice in the back of my head, like, Hey, you're an idiot if you're going to throw out all the Chad horses. So I end up restructuring it and only playing it for the base. And of course it comes, uh, it comes what five, four, two. Uh, and, uh, and so like, I should have hit the, I should have hit the try multiple times. I, I should have at least gone back probably and boxed those three horses for 50 cents for an extra three bucks. But I mean, it is what it is, but it paid, it paid nice. I think it was like two seventy or something. Um, so and I I played my play this uh, weekend was very limited so, um, I I probably only handled like fifty or sixty bucks like not a lot and I ended up uh, ended up a couple hundred like four hundred bucks so 
so it was a, it was a pretty good weekend for me on, uh, on my my uh, my small bankroll there uh, this weekend. So, um, and then two weeks ago, I didn't play much because I was in Vegas, um, and that was that was pretty crazy, man. I, I don't know if I told you uh, if I really talked to you at all about that trip, but um, you know, we uh, we flew out on a Wednesday morning and we got to um, we got to the Venetian. Shout out to the Venetian for. Uh, hooking us up with a couple of free nights uh because my wife and i are both uh uh essential workers classified by them so they gave us a free night and then we paid for two more big shout out to the venetian but also big shout outs to keep pounding and ratchet rachel yeah ratchet pounding and uh, keep rachel <laughs> yeah. yeah keep no, ratchet keep, keep ratchet keep ratcheting yes keep ratchet and pounding rachel what whoa hey Maybe light on. Might have to that one out. Um anyways, uh yeah, so uh yeah, it was wild, man. Uh, so we get there um pretty early because our flights got moved around. Um so we probably got there around like eleven. And you know, you go to the front desk, but you know, they're gonna tell you, Well, your room's not gonna be ready till like four PM or whatever nonsense they tell you. No, they gave us our keys and we went straight up. And no joke it was eerie how quiet it was um the palazzo actually was only is only open uh the hotel is only open during uh the weekend so uh my wife i mean there's not really much to do you know like my wife and i aren't pool people and it's way too freaking hot anyways so you know i mean generally when we go to vegas we maybe catch a show like one show and then like we just gamble drink and eat so we couldn't catch any shows but we could gamble drink and eat so uh so we had a blast, but uh, it was just it was so quiet, dude. We we the palazzo. We walk into the there were maybe like twenty people in the entire casino. Like, granted, the hotel's not open, but you'd think they'd get like a little bit of spillover or walk through traffic or something. And uh, so I just remember one morning, my wife uh, went to go get her nails done at the at the spa, and I'm just like sitting down there on you know some penny machine, you know, betting like forty cents a spin or something. And in like a span of an hour, I think I got seven scotch and sodas. <laughs> they just kept like literally dude the girl came she's like oh you want to drink i'm like yeah i'll have a and like i'm like i'm like sitting there like what do i want to drink like i don't even know like that's what always gets me uh when i'm in the uh in the casino is because like you know I, like the stuff i like the mixed drinks i like are like manhattans old fashions that kind of stuff i'm like are they really gonna really give me that like that's all booze so I'm always like, I probably got to order something with a mixer. So I'm like, ah, scotch and soda sounds good. You know, a little highball. And um, so she just like brings it to me and she leaves it for me. She literally walks like three steps, one direction, comes back three steps and she goes, drinks. I was like, yeah, I'll take another one. And just proceeded to do that, dude, every like five or six minutes. So one of the I, last times I went to the casino like stayed overnight i got so drunk that i couldn't pronounce the word buffet it was the buffaway the buffaway yeah the next morning i wanted to get breakfast at the buffaway that <laughs> that was after several attempts to say the word buffet and just said fuck it i'm going with it buffaway yeah we so buffets are closed obviously because that's like a, a public health hazard even uh, outside of pandemics um not to say that uh, my wife and i don't enjoy going to one or two every trip but um the win the win um, and i'm gonna say buffet in uh in quotes uh they're still open um but 
they essentially they give you a menu and you just order off it and they bring it out to you. So um, it was just like their standard buffet items, except they just brought it out to you on plates. Um, and it was it was freaking really good. We went to a cigar bar out there, um, and uh, it was a Davidoff, I think, uh, runs a cigar bar. So, oh, I sent it. I sent it to Mark. What my wife had. I completely forgot what it was. Yeah, I have no idea anymore. But I had a Undercrown Shade grown, and it was great. It was really good. Um, I was actually, I think Mark and I were talking about trying to order a box. Maybe no, how, how are, okay, here's my question. How are buffets open? Or not open because they're a public health hazard. However, cigar bars in the time of a respiratory pandemic where people are just blowing things into the air or wide open that I don't get. I mean, you know, that's actually, uh, that's actually part of it. And part of the reason, like, I don't know if you, um, and obviously I, I look at everything Vegas all the time. So I, I'm more tuned into it, but, uh, yeah, like that's like one of the things like, you know, bars still aren't open. Like you have to serve food. So if you don't serve food, then you can't be open. So um, like the cigar bar had like snacks, like pretzels and all this other stuff, you know. So it was, uh, yeah, I thought it was a little, I think it's a little sketch. Like, I mean, dude, like like even like the places like where you sit and play um, like video poker, like those are closed. Like You can't even sit at a bar and play video poker. It's like, dude, how can I sit at a slot machine? and play but i can't sit at a bar and play because at the slot machine all they do is turn every other off so why can't you do the same thing at the bar i don't understand um yeah so it's just it's just weird i don't know um and i feel like uh part of the problem was that um when the bars opened they were like the they were like the big um offenders like they didn't have uh they didn't have oversight and they ended up like tracing a bunch of stuff back to him. So I don't know. It's weird, man. It's a weird time. Um, oh, I found it. My my wife had an Avo Synchro Nicaragua Fogata Tubo. Whatever that is. That's far too many words. I don't know. She liked it, uh, but it was freaking huge. And she was just like, she probably left. Uh, she left a fair bit of it. Well, not really. Normally, like I think, like I like me personally. Usually, when I get right to the um, where the label is, depending on the cigar, some of the cigars have a bigger label, but for the most part, right when it gets to where the that um, the like the ring is, as usually right around where I stop, I might move it down a little bit and get another couple minutes out of it. But for the most part, that's usually when it starts to get a little too harsh for me. Um, but my wife probably had like I don't know, like. Another like two inches ago before she hit that spot, and she's like, "Yeah, she's like, we've been here for like an hour and a half. I think I'm good." <laughs> so, Those are like a biracial Bonnie and Clyde smoking your cigars together. You just need to start knocking off banks. Uh I mean, we could use the money. So that uh, that that's actually uh, that's actually not the worst plan I've ever heard. So uh, I'll take that one under advisement. Um, I'm actually trying to convince uh, Mark and. Um, uh gary and clamps uh to come out in december because we're going back and god only hope that things are a little bit better by then but who the f knows at this point 
But we haven't we haven't talked about the the big Discord development of the last few weeks. Uh oh, which one? Uh, our boy Caleb qualifying for the oh Caleb on a horse I gave him. Yeah, freaking Caleb. Yeah, Caleb. uh, Caleb qualified for the BCBC. That guy. that guy just proceeds to amaze me with how hot he runs after just a like cataclysmic fight with his girlfriend. It's just like uncanny how that just leads to $10,000 scores. He's two for two on the year on those. Um, I, I tried the same thing with my wife and all that happened was I was temporarily homeless. <laughs> uh, I was in the, I slept in the shed that night. <laughs> in the in the white separatist compound. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, shout out to Caleb man for for qualifying for that man. I it sucks too cuz of course uh I guess him and his uh him and his dad were going to go this year and they were going to go in person and then uh you know, we got all this uh covid stuff and you know, with the derby canceling um fans last minute uh at first, when the Derby was having fans, I was like, oh, chances are pretty good. You're going to be able to, you know, you'll still be able to go. Like, it'll be a limited amount of people, you know. But I don't know. Was a Derby canceling? Like, it's looking more and more like uh, like it's going to be an online only uh, contest for them. But that we'll sucks. That yeah. just sucks. And by the way, what the hell were they thinking in the first place saying that they were going to have 50,000 fans at the Kentucky Derby? Like, I feel like they had to put out that press release and just, like, whisper to each other, no, we're not. <laughs> and, you know, there's all those uh, there's all those conspiracy theories and stuff about, like, well, I guess it's not a conspiracy theory. I mean, I guess, you know, there, there, were, uh, there were people who um, were threatening to, uh, you know, have demonstrations and stuff. Um, so... Some people think that they caved. Uh, they caved a little bit uh, to that, um, and oddly enough, they weren't even like PETA demonstrations or anything like that. Uh, it has more to do with the uh, with the, Breonna Taylor. Yeah, Breonna Taylor. And so, then, uh, th- to me, that if from from if you're a demonstrator from that standpoint, that actually made sense because I think the best way to to actually activate change is usually to hit people in their wallets. And that's a way to hit the entire city of Louisville in the in their wallet. And that's in the end who they're who they're angry with because I mean the the police force is employed by the city of Louisville. So I I don't have like I saw a lot of Twitter animosity towards the people towards the demonstrators and everything. And like I was like, don't don't you understand? Like they're it's not because they're against horse racing. It's because they're against you know p- police brutality. And this might just be the best way that they have to get through to people. It's insane that we've let things get to this point. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's just things things keep on popping off. Like, uh, I, I don't know, like Kenosha's was like on fire last night or two nights ago. Um, it, you know, and, you know, people are people are still there's still people out there that don't think that there's a problem. And that's kind of um, I think that that's really the the whole issue. That, you that know? is the problem. you know like like i could understand i could understand people being upset and um and i completely understand that uh i'm a person who uh definitely follows you know violence is not the answer 
Um, I'm, you know, I'm a pacifist at heart, I guess you could say. Uh, so like, I completely get people being like, oh, like, 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 there's no need for all this. There's no need. But at the same time, it's like, mm, you can't say, hey, there's no need for this. And then just like, not do anything about it. Like, uh, like, it, like, it's one thing to think that people are like, like to see their point, but think maybe they're escalating it too much. But there's just people who are like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, there's, you know, there's no, uh, there's no issues here. But I mean, we could, we could talk, uh, we could talk for hours about this. And um, <laughs> I was laughing because who, someone had mentioned, uh, who was it? I, I don't know. Was it you who mentioned this? Um, but like. You know, me being uh, be, me being a uh, Mexican American, a Hispanic, or, or Latino. Uh, I mean, how many how many uh, minorities, you know, are doing horse racing stuff? So it was uh, it was kind of funny uh, thinking about it. I mean, like you know, you got we got our our, our boy Jose Contreras, uh, you know, Los Ponies, who does a lot of stuff, and you know, obviously Ken Rudolph, who, who uh, we still want to. Uh, somehow get on the show um and, and talk with us a little bit um but you know it, it's really interesting like when you when you kind of look and see um especially with uh how many minorities are involved in horse racing it's interesting that uh they're not uh, i guess a bigger bigger part of the media but or i mean not that we're media but you know a bigger part of the the horse player community i guess i don't know yeah, you, you just really you don't see very many in, in terms of like a commentary, you know, from a commentary perspective. And to me, that that's that might be one of those things that people talk about how, you know, horse racing is just for rich white people. And it's not. It's not. It's for everyone. It's but, uh, you know, we need we need we need some more faces, uh, you know, out there talking horse racing and giving commentary and, you know, being out there as uh as you know handicappers with an opinion you know less less eddie olchek's even though he was a fantastic hockey player i, oh, think. I love eddie olchek you know um more uh more folks like uh ken rudolph yeah and like well i mean to be clear like i don't have any answers <laughs> like i mean i wish i did um I, but i think if i had answers then uh i'd probably be doing something other than this podcast right now um but uh or the you know, it's just, would be much more popular or that, but, uh, it's just interesting to think about, you know, and, um, it's hard, you know, we've, we've gone quite, you know, what, six months, seven months or whatever we've been doing this, um, without having to mention much, uh, you know, I mean, we, we've talked a little bit about quarantine, what we've been doing and stuff like that, but, you know, we've kind of avoided some, some other topics, but I don't know. I, I don't think there's, um. I don't think there's too much uh too much else to say about it other than just like I said the the world's uh world's a crazy place right now. Yeah. I think the only thing you can say is why shit so fucked up, man. Why shit so fucked up. Yeah. But uh yeah, so uh what uh what do you got planned for this weekend? You got anything uh any any tracks, any races you're looking forward to looking at or uh, all in on Saratoga. I haven't seen the Saturday card yet, uh, but I'm I've, I'm already working on Wednesday through uh, 
Wednesday through uh, Friday, and you know they've got the whole thing where they're spreading out their stakes rakes, races throughout the throughout the entire week. So I'll I'll be getting into that. I'm not really excited about the weather coming in because it's probably going to take away all the edge that I had over the last couple weeks. But we'll see. Yeah, I'm uh I'm probably going to focus a little bit more on uh, on Del Mar again this weekend. Um, that's that was my main focus last last this past weekend. Um, but uh i think i hit like <laughs> i think all the bets i all the big bets i hit were, were at uh, saratoga so maybe uh maybe i need to uh to reevaluate that but last week it was more of a, a timing thing i had uh, i had things going on during the day and uh you know when i get home around 5 p.m uh del mar is usually on like race two or three so just worked out a little bit more for me then. Um, Ooh, here here's something that that chapped my ass about about Del Mar this weekend. That was the uh, the big to do that TVG made over Max Security and how great he looked and how he's you know basically turned him into the second coming because he won a race under Bob Baffert and this was the this was the icing on the cake. A heavyweight showdown between Max Security and Improbable in the P in the Breeders' Cup Classic. Are you kidding me? You don't think that that's a that's a big matchup? No, no, I do not. Hmm. I'm not even going to joke about that. There's no punchline. I think that's a goddamn ridiculous statement. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think Max Security puts Improbable away pretty easy. And I don't think that Max Security was that impressive beating that field okay. in the pack. Okay, class. I'm glad I'm glad you brought this up. All right, I'm gonna get on my on my soapbox here. Uh, actually, not really. It's not really a soapbox, but I don't know, man. I just don't it's think that Max Security. Great. I don't think Max Security is that kind of horse, though. You know, like the kind of horse that's gonna pull off some like flashy, uh, you know, multiple length win. Um, I just think that the horse is a grinder. Um, uh, I just, I just don't think that, like, I think the horse's game, I think that if the horse, uh, gets into a duel down the stretch, uh, he's not gonna just like give up and, and get put away. Um, I'm not saying that he'll win, you know, everything, but, uh, I, I think the horse is, is, is still really game. Um, e- even if, uh, if, uh, he uh, quote unquote lost a step or whatever. Um, but, I just like I don't know like I, I I even against a um even against like a easy field like I don't see him like pulling away by multiple lengths so, so I don't know but maybe I mean maybe that's just me maybe I'm misremembering his other wins but I don't think the horse has ever looked really impressive I think he's just this like big grinder which is just like typical prototypical Bob Baffert type horse even though he was under service for most of the time Yeah that's about right I just you know, I mean, I don't think he's a lock by any means to win the Breeders' Cup Classic. I think oh, that no. I think it's going to be a heck of a race. I'm actually, I'm actually really excited for that race. Uh, and it might not be so much like, you know, people will go back and be like, oh, well, there's not really like any like none of these horses are really like all time greats or anything like that. But I'm like, like the the reason you have all time greats is because they come around every once in a while you know you can't you can't expect every year we're gonna have a triple crown winner you know uh you can't expect that every year we're gonna have uh um you know an improbable an improbable we're fucking gonna have plenty of improbables every year um 
Justify? Uh, no, like an American Pharaoh, like even Justify. I mean, like he got hurt and we never really saw what he could do. Uh, but like an American Pharaoh, a an arrogant and a gun runner, you know, I mean. Gun runner wasn't even really that great as the three-year-old. Like gun runner grew yep. into a, to a, you know, next level kind of handicap type horse. I, or like even look at like I'm and I'm just thinking recently like horses that I've seen, but like an accelerate or city of light, you know. I mean like neither of them were uh I don't think either of them were like huge three year olds, you know. But a lot of these horses do have to wait till their four year old season. I think like improbable has kind of uh come into his own as a four year old. Um there's the other what's the other Baffert horse that we haven't seen in a while that, that looked like he was turning a corner and then he like disappeared. Mucho gusto. Looked like he had turned a corner. Um, Mr. Freeze looked like he was getting a little better. Mucho gusto. Yeah. I thought Mr. Freeze was under Dale Romans. He is. I'm just uh, starting to name other horses. Points. Yeah, okay. I got you. But, uh, but yeah, so... Um, yeah, so hopefully we see more of these horses, you know, uh, running at four. Uh, who was the um, the Sadler horse that never that didn't run as a three-year-old? Or ran as a three-year-old once? And as a, Catalina Cruiser, you know? I mean, he's a good horse. Like, I I think he's retired now. Um, but you know, hopefully we see uh, the older division get stronger and stronger. Um, and we we see some of these horses, you know, race at five and six. Um, that's why I want to see Tom Zitaz. What Tom Zitaz? What seven? Yeah, seven. I w- that's yeah. why I want to see Tom Zitaz win as a seven-year-old. Just so may- maybe you know some of these ownership groups and some of these you know they'll start they'll start letting these horses run until they're actually fully mature as thoroughbreds. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, th- I thought that he'd be the one horse to change the entire industry, but it would be, it would be a good point to make. Yeah. It, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I, uh, I, I'm really, really excited for, uh, for that breeders cup classic, um, which I couldn't, couldn't really say about, I think, especially not last year. Um, you know, we had Dino Rosso, which I actually, I actually really liked in that race. And I know you were in some, um, drug induced, uh, trifecta building, um, trance. I think a trance is the best word I could think of. Um, and you saved Mark's, uh, saved Mark's hide. You know, have you ever saved my butt? Oh, multiple occasions. Multiple I occasions? Name, I can't name them specifically, but yes. Okay. Especially like when I first joined Discord. Oh, Discord. Oh, man. Oh, Josh. Mm. Josh, I pulled you out of the depths of despair several times. You also put me there. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I've also given you some very bad advice on multiple occasions. Uh, <laughs> uh, what? What was the uh oh you ever see um Happy Gilmore? And he's got the uh he gets the the caddy, it's like a young kid, right? And like they're sitting there, they're they're dancing, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like two seconds later you see him like choking him out. It's kinda like that, kinda like one of those. Yeah. I believe you actually threatened to choke me out the other day. I yeah, about a week before. ago. Yeah, yeah. I, I oh um it's because uh B marks hit a uh a $15 uh, try that paid like uh, uh, 
I don't know, like two grand or something. And I mentioned that I hit the $5 place. And then you put, you pointed that out in a way that made me, made me extremely angry. <laughs> shout out to, uh, shout out to B marks. He actually, he, he actually hit me up today. Um, new father B marks. Yeah. He actually hit me up today looking for some advice on, uh, on some PC stuff. He's being cheap, man. He's freaking hit all that money. I'm telling him to buy, just, just buy an iPad. And he's like, ah, he's like, I don't know if I need that iPad. It's because he's got a new baby to think about, man. Hmm. That's where all that money's going, probably to daycare in New York City. That reminds me, I'm actually going to, I'm typing to him right now that the iPad can double as a babysitting tool. True. So true. Thinking emoji. There we go. We got him. So um, I do. I don't think I've talked to you since. I know Mark sent you out. Uh, well, we're we're gonna have our cigar minute here. Uh, I know Mark sent you out uh, a sampler, huh? The other day. Yeah. Um, anything? Uh, any, anything he send you uh, stick out to you that that was really really good? Oh, uh, there are a couple that I'd had before that I knew I really enjoyed. Um, the uh, Oliva G series, um, one Perfecto, uh, one Robusto. That uh, that both. Uh, I was a big fan of, and then he sent me um, a couple of, uh, I think they were uh, Oceanus that had a couple of different styles to them that were, you know, big Churchills that I like, and uh, they were, uh, they were pretty damn good. Um, but I mean, the, uh, the G series were, were by far the, the stars of that sampler that came through. And those are what Cameroon rappers. Yeah. Yeah. Cameroon. Yeah. I think I still have one more of those. Uh, I think it's a G series. It's either G or O. I always forget. I I know I had uh Mark sent me like three or four um yeah, three or four different ones. And uh, you know, my wife seems to like the more full body and, and dark wrappers. I definitely do I think I seem to prefer the the slightly lighter smokes, which actually makes a lot of sense because um when uh when it comes to like whiskey my wife, my wife and I are pretty much the exact opposite. I, I don't know if I told you this. I think I might have messaged you yesterday or in our group chat. Um, my buddy used to uh, used to work for Diageo, who produces you know a ton of different uh, liquors. I'm sure you know because you used to work in the industry. Um, but uh, he um, he just like has a ton of bottles, like just because like either from from working there or just like people giving them as gifts and stuff like that. So he had like, it's actually kind of funny because like, maybe like he probably hasn't worked for them for like four or five years at this point. Um, but when he, when he stopped working there, he probably had like half of a grocery aisle worth of just all kinds of liquor. Just and, and this isn't so. My buddy's also like a really, really big beer guy. So I'm not talking about any of his beer collection because his beer collection is another just like monster. But just in hard liquor, he probably has like half half of a grocery aisle worth of stuff. Um, and just over the years, like he's either drank it or he's given away his gifts or you know he's um, uh, taken donations um, for uh, charitable causes. Um, I guess we could say uh, to not uh, not uh, not make the sound uh, any worse than it is. 
Um, so uh, I was over at his house uh, this weekend, and um, he let me try a couple of different things. Um, and uh, he let me he let me grab a bottle of Oban 15, Talisker 10, and some Johnny Walker Black. Um, actually, how this got started is I told him I was like, "Yeah, I was gonna buy a bottle of Johnny Walker Black the other day, but I decided to go with something else." He's like, "Dude." I literally just have like a case of it. Just take a bottle. I was like, oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue with you. Um, but uh, he gave me a sip of Lagavulin 16. Have you ever had that before? I haven't. I have not. So he gave me a, a little sample of it, and I took a taste, and I just like probably made like the most like horrified look at him, and he's just like laughing, and I was like. This tastes like a Band-Aid. This just tastes like burnt rubber. Like this literally tastes like burnt rubber. And I told him, I, I looked him right in the eye. I'm like, my wife is going to love this. And he's just laughing. So I go I go to my wife and I give her the, the last of the sample and she sips it. And sure enough, like her her face just lights up. She's like, that is delicious. And I'm just like, that is fucking awful. Like, I cannot, like, oh, my God, like, and, like, I know people say it's, like, an acquired taste, so you, you learn to like it, and, like, you know, I mean, in a year or two years, three years, 25 years or whatever, maybe I'll be, like, oh, my God, Lagavulin's the greatest thing in the world, but I was just, like, oh, no. um, I forgot which one it was, because I tried them all, like, really, I tried the Oban and Talisker, like, back-to-back, and at this point, I forgot um but one of them was a little bit smokier than the other one but they were both fairly um they were both fairly light and mild like they weren't you know like in your face like uh burnt rubber like that uh that lagavulin is but but my wife and i have pretty much like i said we have the opposite taste in scotch and we have the opposite taste in uh in cigars so um that makes things twice as twice as expensive since i gotta buy one of each so it's like a peaty scotch and a nice Nice strong cigar. You'll take a uh, Shirley Temple and a Virginia Slim. Hey, if the shoe fits, <laughs> then tap dance, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Oh, but um, yeah. I'm you. You got anything else, Wolf? I think I'm good, man. I think I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for taking time out of your uh, out of your documentary day um, to to sit down and talk with me. I know. Uh, hopefully, uh, going forward, we'll have a little bit more. Uh, more structure we'll we'll probably try and do one next week um and talk a little bit more about the derby um uh 10 second derby pick early derby pick here is the law i think is the law is the best horse in that in that class uh you know in that division three-year-olds uh our, our collector might give him a race but i honestly think tis the law is is going to be it yeah, I'm going back to my roots and I'm going to uh, be against the favorite uh at least right now um and uh my uh my horse is chase you know who it is new york central uh new york traffic yeah yeah, yeah. whichever yeah whichever yeah. i'm gonna be uh dude there's gonna i uh i'm having um my wife and i's friend uh jessica she's gonna come over um and uh i, I might make jerk chicken ratchet, ratchet jessica <laughs> definitely <not>. well <laughs> no definitely not that's not the right word but 
we, we can talk offline about about uh by old jessica um but uh yeah so we um yeah i might be making some jerk chicken dude just going all 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 in on the jamaican uh it's gonna be like the bobsled team um if if the offshore odds are even remotely close uh to what i get on race day um i'm definitely going to be going there um and then i'll probably um I think I'm going to key around him and like, I want to key around King Guillermo, but I feel like everyone's going to want to King, uh, key around King Guillermo and, uh, you know, uh, Ed DeRosa, um, thinks that, uh, King Guillermo is going to be like the wise guy horse this year. So that kind of like makes me shy away a little bit, but I don't know. We'll see. Like, uh, you know, one of, the, one of the hardest things about doing that, about doing this, um, you know, both podcasts and doing our streams a couple of days ahead of time um, is I know for sure me, I watch the tote board religiously. And sometimes the tote board tells me something that makes me zig and zag for the better or for the worse. Um, I mean, one of my bigger hits of this year was a, a pick five that I started off with a single because the tote board told me that this horse was like super, super live and was dead on a tote board for some reason um, uh, in the wind pool, but you know, in the double pool was, uh, was the favorite. So, um, you know, I, I made a really, really nice amount of money off that. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, King Guillermo, I'm super interested in, in at double digit odds, you know, 12 to one, 15 to one. Um, but if I see him at six, seven, eight to one, like I'm not as high. Same with New York traffic, 20 to one. You know, twenty to one plus, like, yeah, I'm all about it. But I mean, that might be another one. I mean, uh, I I did take a quick look at the sheets, and on the sheets, he looks uh, he looks actually pretty close. So, um, but uh, I think I'm gonna make an honest run at the at the Derby Super this year for ten cents. Oh, it's a it's a minimum dollar. Mm, not anymore. It's ten cents this year. Motherfucker. Yep. We uh, <laughs> at work we normally do a pool, so we'll we'll get like uh, ten, fifteen people to um, uh, toss in a hundred bucks, and we take like a, a big shot at it. But uh, we're not going to do this year because it's a ten cent min. Um, oddly enough, last year the guy, uh, one of the guys who's in the pool, it's like, you know what, guys, we we took a good run on it. Everybody, meet for breakfast on me. I was like. Awesome, dude. I got, I don't even know this guy, and I got free breakfast out of him. Um, but, uh, real <laughs> but, uh, we, uh, uh, yeah, 10 cent, 10 cent min. I think a lot of stuff is gonna be mins. So, we were actually talking about, um, and actually, I was gonna talk to you possibly about doing this. Um, I was thinking about maybe doing, uh, doing a group ticket for the, uh, the pick six, but, uh, because it's gonna be a two dollar minimum. So that might be that might be a more uh, a more interesting like hey pull some money together thing than um, the uh, the super this year but yeah we'll see we'll see what kind of, we'll see what kind of kind of pool we get and uh, that reminds me I got to put in my PTO request for uh, for Oaks Day. There you go. But uh, yeah, it's gonna do it for uh, for Chase and I. Chase, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at justpickwinners.net on Twitter at 
of Oaklawn. That's O-F Oaklawn. And uh, on Discord as a guy on the ground. Yep, and I'm Josh. Uh, Twitter is uh, at Cherry Drink. Uh, obviously, you can catch us at ontheronglead.com. Uh, you can also tweet at us at ontheronglead. Uh, I'm also Cherry Drink on the Discord. Um, so we will catch you guys uh, next week.